0: Long ago in a distant land, she created life, and now we can. History. We Welcome to her story. Well, her story is no different from your experience. Um, usually, we have discussion-based podcast or interview podcasts. Today, it's going to be a podcast interview and discussion-based. Yeah. yeah, so basically we all basically have discussion. Uh, we have things podcasts. to say. Yeah. Bunch, as you we can. just bring somebody on here and again to discuss with us. Mm. And it's crazy. Back again. And it's your favorite goddess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a beautiful guest. <laughs> Miss Gina. Damn, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring her on today because she is a certified doula. Mm-hmm. I've always been curious about it, but I don't know half of the shit that I will know in the future. I'm doing some studying. I'm learning. I will be in there soon, so watch out. But um, I've been learning a lot from her. She's very um, knowledgeable, and she has some experience under her belt, and she's just a lovely, real-rounded creature. I enjoy her oh. energy, so I thought we should put her on. Oh, so, awesome things. okay, let's do it. Can you um let them know who you are? Know uh, where you okay. from a little background. Yes, um, my name is Regina Tilly, I am originally from Louisiana, Baton Rouge. Came to Houston to go to school at Rice. Ooh, and how in Houston? Oh, whew, almost about eight years now. About eight years now. Um, and on that journey. Ended yes. up stumbling upon what a doula is and stumbling into that lifestyle and now I'm looking at progressing there and doing some different things, but um, you know, so for a little bit later I guess, the details yeah, and whatnot, Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Man, a little bit city, a little bit country, a little bit Texas, 100%. all intellectual, all spiritual, uh, all feminine, <coughs> all goddess. But is it Louisiana country too, to, to mm. a degree? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> absolutely. Super fucking country. Alright, <laughs> yeah. cool. Okay, babe. Lead us in there too. Okay, so we usually have her story of the week, mm-hmm. her story daily news, and pretty much discussions from you know internalized conversations of what we've been doing ourselves. Like we tell you, you know, if you if you got John. So she's going to tell us her, her story of the week. Our her story collective her story obviously. of the week. Because I didn't you know. know. It's, it's, an intense yes. it's an intense story, this story. It's very intense for me. It's like it carries mm-hmm. on. It's like mm-hmm. something I want to shy away from. So I see why a lot of people have been shying away from it. But it's mm-hmm. it has to stop. At some point, we have to face our facts to be able to move past it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, the, that's the truth. Of and that. it's also Black History Month. So we're going to give y'all some Black history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her story. Her story, because that's valid as well. But um, always, her is giving and taking. Right. So let's get into our her story of the week, which would be the Granny Midwives. Mm. That I just found out today upon her coming to do the podcast. So I'll let that's her take it so away. Beautiful, on beautiful, lovely, anciently endowed Granny Midwives of the South. Um, mm. Particular of the South, um, they were a group of women spread out across the rural South, whose um, jobs and desires and connections to spirit spirituality led them to help women in their communities birth. Um, and that was at a time when Black women did not have access to medical care as we understand it. That was at a time when the rural population in general didn't have that type of access right. um, and so using techniques that have been passed down and using techniques that they learned um and passed throughout the community um they birthed pretty much all of the babies in their community and created generations and brought them into the world and made sure that services were provided in places that they weren't and um we have to give them a shout out because at that time, mm. at that time, um, <laughs> we're talking about everything from the beginnings of the transatlantic slave trade to right. um, integration and the civil rights movement. These women were in their slave quarters, in their communities, in their sharecropping quarters. Um, providing for the families around them black white or whatever to right make sure that communities uh continue to grow and that people had an opportunity for betterment just in the fact that they came into the being <laughs> right so right. i don't think we can walk through this topic and black history month without particularly shouting them out um and the ways that black women cared for black women so yeah. I mean, shout out um and how we did things out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Survival. So we had to create this because mm-hmm. if we didn't, who the fuck else was? And with such a deep care, like imagine being in that situation. Imagine looking around and seeing that there was this need and nobody was filling it. And you have the opportunity to move into a place of yeah. anger, but instead you choose to move into a place of connection and love and compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and use your <laughs> gifts and things you've been taught and what you probably saw growing up with your great midwife, you know, right. being in the community and take those skills and do better and not wait for somebody else to fill that hole and to me that's just a strength of spirit that I can imagine living through any of that period it was yeah. difficult to have yeah. and that's beautiful to me I can only imagine because in this life right now, I find it extremely fucking difficult. Mm. Just and we even—we don't have that—the intensity of racism or just prejudice or lack of resources for us now is different because, like, yeah. now is more mental slavery than physical slavery. Mm. But this shit is fucking intense. Oh, like sometimes I just want to off myself because I'm just tired of being in this reality like the capitalism to just the blatant disrespect and the blatant just lack of value of human life. Love, contentment, feeling, sentiment. Ah. The fact that we gotta pay for every fucking thing. And everyone's trying to sell you something, yeah? Every time. Because it's a necessity. Birth, you have to pay for that. It's a price tag on everything. You have a price tag on you.
1: Social security.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm pressing it's very large for that. <laughs> but we don't even know that. Mm. <laughs> I think what we do, we know that fact. What we don't know is that we perpetuate it in our complacency in our contribution to the society, in our givings. But, you know, let's get back to her story of the week. That is the her story of the week. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, now we can jump into Ooh, the her news. Her news of the week. Yeah. But, honestly, I don't... What, what's her news of the week? What so happened? About, no, that was no. Is that her or her story of the week? No, that's um, another. One. Okay, but um, her news, like, oh, I guess I can be a part of the her news. Um, yeah, let me pick up because it gets to your hands. But okay, so I guess I can be a part of the her news. I for one just got. no I wasn't expecting that put it on vibrate but I just got promoted in the corporate world kind of like I mean basically I mean basically now I have more security they Mm -hmm. can't just fire my ass Mm -hmm. randomly you know and I got more benefits um some paid time off wow so that's nice and I got a way for me to maneuver and make more coins. Okay. And it's interesting to me because before I was just, I was totally anti-corporate. Anti, I'm still in a sense am, but I'm finna milk this system the best way I can. I'm finna, <laughs> I'm finna allow myself to build whatever I need through this way because I believe in duality. I believe in mm-hmm. navigating different terrains, and oh. I'm just opening myself a lot more to experience through a different lens. I mean, that's what her story is—a lens, different lens. Mm-hmm. And I just—it's interesting. I live. I work for a tech, a startup tech company that deals with mm-hmm. autonomous vehicles. Like that's fucking badass, and it's also I can see shit firsthand of the future. Because hmm. I'm seeing the progress, I'm seeing where we're going and what's going on, and so forth and this. So like, it's pretty fucking interesting. And I never thought I'd be here to say this shit because I was so anti this. like I'm like, hell no, I'm gonna be a full entrepreneur, and I am mm-hmm. still an entrepreneur. But I got some shit. I'm, I'm making moves. I got stuff coming. I got things building up. So oh. that's good news. That's her news of the of the week. Mm. And her news of the week on basic times is just the fluidity in general. that just feels so good after the day. I just got to shout out to y'all, too, because y'all both feeling good. My ass have been... It's about to be a year since I have not smoking any MJ. So, like, y'all feeling good. Facts. we sipping some wine. I'm just sipping some wine. Well, we all sipping some wine. So. But this is all I got. And I'm a little sick right now, so... Mm.
1: She's Excuse my better. voice.
0: She's definitely getting better. On the topic of that, we can go into our daily lives, like, randomly. I just got hit with some fucking sickness. I was trying to rebuke it. See, like, this is what I do. I don't like to claim that I'm sick. Yeah. Because I feel like as soon as I claim it, that just brings life to my sickness. And then I get sicker. To a degree it does. All right. you mm-hmm. feel like. Mm-hmm. But, um... I was doing good. I was like, okay. I just feel a little itchy in my throat, huh. but I still had my voice. Everything was cool. And then like yesterday, day before yesterday, it mm-hmm. just was unbearable. My body started to ache and my voice just disappeared. My nose got hella fucking just, uh, and I just was like, you know what? All right. I guess I'm sick. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I'm going to get through it. And I feel like I'll be better within a day or two. But, um... You always sound better than other day. I -hmm. I feel better because my my whole body was aching. Right now, just just my nose freaking stuffed up and my ear just feel like it's clogged. I don't know what's up with that, but I still like I still can't afford um, Medicare, so I'm going to have to duke it out with the old remedies from my ancestors. That ginger, that lemon, that. Pure honey, not that bullshit honey. No. Uh, uh, ginger, no, I said ginger, but um, garlic, mm. and just dip that shit out, you yeah? know. Look it out. Mm-hmm. It's been a firm trial, but I think she's been winning. Hands on her shoulders, she's been taking the boxes, as you can see. She sounds like she's taking the beat, <laughs> but then she's coming back with the right hook and the left hook and the jab, and next thing you know, not that out. Mm. <laughs> but um how's your man. life been lately? What's been going on? Who wife be lifing Right <laughs> <laughs> um, It's never been said that anywhere you. <laughs> you ain't never motherfucking lie. Ooh um, <laughs> You know, life is this journey and um I'm at a place where I am releasing a little bit of control over that journey. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a person who tries to look down every single path that I'm like given the option of taking and see as far down the path as I can and figure out what's the next move and like which one's gonna work out the best. Mm-hmm. Like, what are possible obstacles and it gets to the point where like there is so many unknowns of unknowns of unknowns. Uh huh. That all it does is induce like anxiety. So I'm stepping back and being like, you know, we're going with what lines up with our plans, lines up right. with our priorities, the logic out, felt mm-hmm. out as much as we can, and after that, like me and the universe going to hold hands and figure it out, <laughs> you right. know, so, and I feel maybe that's the journey of life, who knows, I'll check back in yes. a couple months, and <laughs> it was, it was, it was, <laughs> you know how that's working for me, but, you know, I pulled some cards this morning, they were giving some positivity, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have been a little bit impatient with my growth and my healing. Um mm-hmm. in the last yeah. month or so and I haven't really taken a step back to appreciate some things. So, um I'm gonna do that, especially on hashtag this day, Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just be clear, I don't fuck with Valentine's Day. Um, no, I just we don't fuck with Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't fuck with Halloween's period. Just, but I mean um, it is what it is and you know, it's a way to market. Mind you, I she guess. gave me chocolates today.
1: She just I gave her chocolates
0: day. yesterday. She gave well, you, and you all the only reason I gave her chocolates is because you gave they were at my job. You gave me chocolates this morning. I gave you chocolates this morning? Yeah. Maybe you got it yesterday, but you gave it to me this morning. No, I didn't. Yes, I gave did. it to you last night yeah. when I got off work. Are you sure? I'm positive. You're positive. Because I had it at my work. One of my um, coworkers, it was her birthday. And she just dropped off a whole bunch of chocolate. Oh, and yeah, I was like, Cleo likes chocolate, so let me give her some chocolate. And it was milk. It was the right kind of chocolate. I was like, thank you. And then she, she re-gifted it to chocolate. someone else. I did, though. I gave it to Mumsy, Woo! Because, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Her mama expects a gift every time you see her. Oh. She's one of those moms. One of those. And she's Nigerian as fuck. So, I was like, you know what? It's around the holidays. And I know they care about holidays and stuff like that. So, I, I kind of subscribe to a degree. Out mm. of just... Consideration. So that's and wrong. just Describe. right. That's it's, how they it's all you of our face. To a you, see it every, you see it everywhere. Okay. So, so, like, how can you emotions, really get away um, from it? If you go to the store on Valentine's Day or any holiday and we you watch it, you. you subscribe. Go online. Our investment in society, you know, is a subscription to something. Here. Right. So, Everything know, like, is subscription based nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is subscription based. Click, baby. <laughs> Click, baby. <laughs> Click, Click, <laughs> taste. <Clickbait. Clickbait. laughs> Ooh, but, you. um, yeah, it's kitty cat. also in other news, <laughs> I am heading to Cali next week mm-hmm. yeah. for a business trip for three weeks. you got gonna miss me? Wow. you're <laughs> gonna miss me. I <laughs> am, I, mean, I am, absolutely. I feel like, you no, know, I want to do vlogs that's, when I'm out there. Yeah, it is kind of necessary, it's, it's fuel, that's inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like I really like it's crazy because like the week or so ago I was like, I'm gonna go to fucking Cali. I had just met a new friend and we was having all these conversations and talks. He was in this big like he was in the heights. If y'all familiar with the heights in, in Houston, that's a pretty nice little area. So like we was in this like million dollar home and it was so dope. And <laughs> he was moving out of it. And he was saying his the um owner of the house was moving to Cali to buy some property out there or something. And then we talked about marijuana, of course. And Topic of I loved his little setup. And I was like, you know what? Because we just on a good vibe. I was like, you know I want to go to Cali. Let's go. He was like, yeah, I'm actually thinking about going. Let's go. And I'm like, so how long are you trying to stay out there? He was like, maybe like two weeks or so. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do two weeks. I can do a couple of days, but I can't do two weeks. I got, I got bills to pay. If mm-hmm. I don't work, I don't get paid. That's another thing about corporate world. If you don't work, you don't get paid. Mm -hmm. You got to be there, show up. But I'm biting a bullet. I'm making the sacrifice I need to do because I know it's golf with this. I know where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. So I was like, damn, man, I really want to go. And then, what? Not even a week or so after that, I got offered this opportunity. After I got promoted to full-time, on top of that, I got asked to go to Cali. To do a mapping mission, and we're gonna be out there for three weeks. So I'm thinking it's just a weekend gig, but it's a whole, whole three week mission, almost a month.
1: <clears throat> I'm
0: like, hell yeah, I got no kids, I got a wife. She gonna miss me, but she gonna still be there. Hmm. Right. I'll send her some money. She'll be all right. <laughs> I'll be back. So I said, let me do that. She said, I said, <laughs> I just love <three> you. <laughs> I love how the universe works in that regard. Mm. When it comes to manifesting and just asking what you want, it comes in different forms. Like I'm like, how the fuck I'm gonna do that? I didn't even know how yeah. the fuck. But that's another thing too. Like you can't ask how. Oh, you gotta be open not. to receiving whatever not. how it's gonna come. It's many ways that it can't come. Don't you limit are, yourself. When you try to direct the how that is not releasing control that's at all. And if oh. you basically tell the universe, I don't trust you, mm. so if Ooh. I don't trust you, I don't deserve what I need to get, huh? Damn, that's an insult. Spit on your grave, type shit. Absolutely, an insult because you are the universe, so you insulting yourself. Mm. You insulting mm. your own intelligence. because you, you the can do knowledge. Things. Like why? Would you, why would you attack the most spiritual, the most spiritual in that way? <laughs> like, tell him. Don't do that. So, so that came up, and I'm just like, hey, all right, universe, step into it. Step into it and see what it provides. Remain it open. Yeah. Remember Can your just me that a scandal. Maybe she's a <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't really see my face from... Whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah, I guess that's catching up. And also, lately, I've been a lot more espresso to Cleo on my fields around sex and stuff. Um. So, celibacy, non celibacy Question mark. Celibacy trip. Okay, so definitely about that. I feel like Um, can I can I tell them you stepped over the brink of celibacy a little bit on the corner where I was involved. It's as far as our relationship and and its and its nature goes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, because that that was a beautiful upending. It's like I was alleviated taking outside of my body. I want that experience more often. It's like I've forgotten the feeling. Honestly, it's so intense so beautiful So, but also just being like I love the fact that huh. I could share how I was truly feeling because I felt like I was holding back and I was doing something because I wanted to please you but it's still about pleasing your partner but it's also still you still have to derive some pleasure from that right. and if you're not then why are you truly doing it Absolutely. it has to be mutual I was thinking that I really like honestly never come from a place of obligation, you know? right? And I felt obligated. Me and her both felt obligated. That's study, out love, love. <laughs> that's what love not, really, not like, so love. not that taints the sexual energy that you right. Can right. It, it's share, not really right? special yeah. anymore. It's, yeah, the sensation right. hits you as animal. Like you sense it moving forward. The relationship seems like difficult to handle and like almost heavy. Like hmm. you should never feel heavy. Yeah. You let your waves go. That's why you're both there to assist. the like, if you choose to be with each other, then this is the way. Yeah, take it. And there's always room to grow in different regards. There's more things to please. Oh. There's more ways to please. Because mm-hmm. I kept thinking... goes those in so many ways of life. Like, yes! So many areas of life. Not even just sex. Ooh. Everything. Like, just stop settling. Like, man. Stop thinking just, that the way that you understand it and believe it and see it and can do it is the only way that there is. It's because... The possibilities are endless. You can't even do (laughs) it. You will try. Yeah. Literally, you are There are realistic limitations to life. Let's be real about it. You gotta eat, you gotta sleep, you know. Right? You gotta shit. You need to have shelter and water and those types of things. And because of our system, you have to have the money to get it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it goes on and on. But, like, at the end of the day, don't settle for this falsified idea of happiness, this easy comfort of, like, I can deal with it. And especially as it goes for your sexual lives. Like facts. Please. But again, <laughs> a Valentine's Day topic. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of, yeah? You know what I was thinking of, and I felt <laughs> to include included into the podcast because fuck it. You know, if you don't have all those necessities and don't involve yourself in society and don't actually make a living for yourself, you eventually you well in this society, like in the past I think we had a way Without it, but now your pee is going to take a series of coloration and in degradation as your personal starvation. Really, that's that's the process of life. Because eventually, you will <laughs> like you're not you're not putting anything into it. Nothing is going to be given to you, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's literally our life. That's our society. You don't participate you get because it. <laughs> it's like nothing ain't free, and you literally have to pay for everything and everything to keep us <laughs> giving you new ways to pay because we don't have enough to accumulate our desires and our wants. It's unlimited, so why are we drawing? We have to. Um, uh, there would be no drama in okay. We all need to drive. You just gotta figure out which one you're willing to accept. You know, and some of them are with the, <laughs> we considered social norms, and some of them are not. But and I, I really just view it as a game. It like,
1: is. You're either
0: gonna be played by the game, or you're gonna play the game. Mm. So like, pick and choose what character, what role you're gonna play in this life. In this society, even with yourself, because you have many roles and characters that you can put on. And this game, you're attacking with a ferocity that is courageous, brave, humble, attentive, loving, caring. <laughs> There's so many things that you need to do and supposed to do just to, you know, to keep it. I don't know. How do you? What's that? Um, what's that word for um, not charitable, but being participating in a way that is somehow good or responsible, moral. You know, okay. The coach. <laughs> that, is that our only mm-hmm. way to describe that feeling? <laughs> oh, that's mm. a whole philosophical conversation in and of That that truly really is. <laughs> it is her story, you know. I mean I guess it could just be like a particip. <clears throat> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, <just> like, <laughs> it's like it's like a participation or you know, like, ooh. What do I have to do to be worthy of this? Because this in itself is like, I could have been anything. I'm human. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I doubt it, though. Yeah, I doubt it. I just feel like at this point right now, I'm trying to run away from my body. Because my body mm-hmm. is like, I keep zoning out. Like, sorry, I'm zoning the fuck out. Like, my head, like, this is like fucking driving me crazy. Awesome. And I feel like I'm just right. like floating above mm-hmm. me and try to just I'm sure um, I sometimes
1: do. oh. I, I don't have the flu
0: uh yeah the thing that you, you have well, the, the name of <laughs> I don't have none of that I'm just weather is changing it's about to be springtime mm-hmm. I'm just getting out the bad juju yes because new things time. are coming in right so like I'm good I'm right. I mean I have the enough yes, the the evolution of enough that's what I have ooh <laughs> I like I love that blossom go, ahead, go ahead. <laughs> butterflies butterflies but um yes. um How Oh my god like you're feeling a strong yeah mm. I feel so helpless like I could do nothing about this like you shoot myself and go in there and figure out what's wrong. It's okay, baby. I know you love me. We good, y'all. I'm just, like, trying to recover. but. I go alone and lick your feet. Same in a day.
1: It's like I noticed something about you
0: women. You're my mother. You love the party. You love the being said. I meet you sometimes. And sometimes I feel it. I try to say it. But you guys shut that shit down. You're like, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. And you heard that conversation with my mom the other day like where she totally shot and came for me. That's just regular family shit. She doesn't mean any of that shit, but I'm supposed to know that. Regardless of what she said. Mm. Oh yeah, it's we do a lot. It's a dramatic I don't know how to put this. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wish we could get to a point mm-hmm. where we no longer stoop to those types of levels of communication, but like that's not a read you on know, anybody but myself, you know. So like facts. Mm. Because honestly you participate in on, it because you've seen it.
1: But it's also Possibly. but that still
0: and that also still carries weight. Mm-hmm. It's like even if you intend it in this way. Why say it? Why yeah. feed that energy? Why give it that that intention? Yeah. And then make me and I'm supposed to be the one who's supposed to be like, oh, she didn't mean it like that, you know? Yeah. I'm supposed to you take it, to it a different to do, way. way. Yeah, you have, you have to, to do the work of like, like showing them empathy,
1: right. even when they
0: have shown you none. Like exactly. And sometimes that's a difficult place to be in. Like, how do you release what's going to eventually become resentment? Oh, true. That's very accurate. But the thing that I, I can appreciate from my type of perspective and the way I've been, the gift I've been giving up seeing see it is that we have constant and regular communication that is so transparent outside of that dramatic ensemble that we seem to demand and need from each other that we feed to some degree. So I wanted that kind of drama, but I didn't know which way she was going to give it until she delivered it. And it mm-hmm. was kind of like, oh, mm, uh, really? You know, but we talk enough that I know what's going on in each stage of our lives and our lives in the past so it feels like a kind of free like that's something I don't think everybody has with their mom like there's that's a stage true. of things that like, we don't want to communicate about but me and my mom I'll talk about it regardless and she'll find more communicative ways to tell me how to, she figured it out but like she doesn't know the the best thing and there's some people in her life that have told her about that she gets so dramatic at the storytelling and then I feel from it and I feel loved in the fact that I was you know reciprocated and then mm-hmm. she you now shuts it down in a way and, away. and like, oh, i Go clean this? Let me, let me, let me it. like this your yeah shit yeah. I feel like you mm, deeply understand her love language uh, and, and that's major and too. that means something it means a lot oh Cause not, man cause, I, mean, I, I can see and tell that whenever y'all have a conversation whenever she talks to you like the way she talks to you like, that is her way of showing love the best way oh, she knows. Basically. Although it may not be the way that others Absolutely. may be hmm. used to or can appreciate sure. because they don't know her to the extent that you do. I mean, you came out of her. Yeah. You're her. You her daughter. And spend a lot of time with her, too. It's right. Like it too, so. <laughs> it's There's some things that I won't understand the way that you understand about that. So That's a deep level of healing. Yeah. Yeah a love, of acceptance, probably. and compassion, honestly. Yeah. But to be like, I'll take you where you're at. Yeah, honestly. That, that is. A fun compassion, honestly. In the past, it's been very physical, but I don't know how we Luna. learned to love that. Luna is curious about her. Very. I think they're curious about each other. I but I feel so like, like Spotted Leaf is older, so like she she, she looks at more. Luna like, yeah, I know you're curious about me. Yeah. I'm going to do this, and you're going to watch, and then when you get too close, I'm going to get yeah, your ass gosh. away. I don't know, but Luna likes to go in there too. Maybe she's Luna, She's curious about what she's seeing in there because Luna goes into there too. Mm. Hashtag cats. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Adventures of Cat and Moms. And not that show. I heard it was horrible. Or is, the movie. Is that the you next that? podcast? Adventures <laughs> of Cat Moms. <laughs> right, because these are babies. try and, like, guess what they're thinking or why they're <laughs> doing certain things or make assumptions about, like, their drives. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah, but like that's they're... so, like, so, that's that's so animalistic. True. That's so us. Like, we do that with our babies. hmm And in a sense, they're our babies, they just, we communicate with them differently and they are a lot more independent than our actual babies. So, like, hell yeah. That's why I wanted a fucking cat because I didn't want the full responsibility of having a baby, but I still wanted a baby. Mm. Cause we can leave these at home. Let's these, talk about the story at, at home. home. We had it cash before we went to the road. And she. Okay. Said, Why she. Do you want to plunge her? What's a. Because pl- you keep bringing up, oh shit. You want to oh, bring up that. You want to go get the shit out the toilet? But well, guess it. what? Guess what? I'm always I'm an advocate of shit. The shit is necessary for you to move forward. If you didn't shit, you would be clustered. If you're clustered, you can't survive. She can't survive. You would think, motherfucker. All right, Miss Cleopatra. Thank you. All right. Mm, yeah, because yeah, I mean, they was shitting each other's pots. You know, the shit is necessary. <laughs> you need to know what this person's baggage is, what they're coming with. You need to know what are <laughs> Oh yeah. Into. That's why we like yeah. water to be clear before we get into it. We make pools. That's proof. Let's just never discount the darkness. Like, <laughs> a true, true that. Because honestly, I don't. I don't <coughs> subscribe to any ideas or any individual that ever wants to sit down and tell me only about the light. Of Oh yeah! yeah. That that, it sounds so fake. Like that kind of like turns me off. Used I used to love it on. Like it's not real. First of all, if you don't know it, and if you're not in a place where you can express it, then to me that's a level of progression in your life that I need you to get to in order to like connect with me in a big way. Right. In order to keep me leveling up, because like. To make me feel safe, continue yeah. to communicate with you. Self awareness is very important. And <laughs> so the yin and the yang is real. Like, let's not sit around and act like we are all of these beings who only had positive thoughts and good intentions and morals and right. subscribe <laughs> to an ethical code. Like, let's perfection. not. And I don't want to deal with anybody who's not perfection. We are what what we are, and like, the sooner we step into that full (laughs) being, and the stuff that we really don't want to talk about, the stuff that we really can't face, be willing to face it enough to try and change it, like, until that happens, I just don't really enjoy conversations with individuals who are... Too enlightened. I was <laughs> ignorant. Well, because yeah, sure. you're ignoring, ignore you be aware too. because they have some type of awareness well, That's how they like the for sure. Like, yeah. okay, I had I a really conversation with this so. lady on an interview in California, and she was telling me how the people when she gets to hear them talking about you know the depths of how they're so into the spirituality and that's the new facade, the new in thing. They mm-hmm. go into telling you <laughs> how. Yeah, they go into telling you how these people said this and this is the study from here. This is the, Okay, so now you're feeding me information that you've just been fed. That's not what I want. I want your experience. I want the bullshit yeah, shit you're going through yeah. now. If that's not what you're everything is start, like a summary now. It's mm-hmm. like a, a synopsis or just like a, you know, you just took a test. So now you're just going to give them what they needed from the test around it. You're just going in circles around it, but not actual the experience mm-hmm. of what the fuck you learned. Like, right. You're making an assessment yeah. from only their syllabus, not something that yeah. you have experienced whilst engaging in their syllabus. They don't want what you've learned from this. Oh. That doesn't That doesn't give you room to grow. Keeps that's you in a box. And that's actually more, too. Okay. 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 Keeps you in a box, yeah. Mm. Someone has to take a body break. We what? shall return after Shit you. This is essential. Message to your body, guys. Intermission because we're human and shit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. but, um, Ooh, you know. So, oh, you love that? that? I love seaweeds. You I do? she gonna be into it. I what? think it's pretty good. Sometimes. I didn't know you fucking love seaweed. So, I thought she was when you came over here and you said something about that, I thought she was talking shit. Like, you would be the one who has seaweed.
1: <laughs> no, I don't remember.
0: Any, uh, you don't even like seaweed. I, I take it sometimes when you're not looking. That's why it's even open. I love it. That's been in there. You ain't never said shit. But, yeah. um, story. Totally. So, I have so many questions. Recently heard that seaweed is good for postpartum and wound healing. I have to just research that. Oh, okay, Ms. Dula. Okay. On the topic of that, since we're Just tying we're, things in, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I am so freaking curious. Like, I feel like mm. everything starts with the beginning and end or whatever that. What what would you call that? It? It's the beginning and the end. Where it begins and where it ends. That's why I feel like it starts. Like, it makes sense. Like, it starts there, then it ends there. So, like, birth has always been something interesting with me because I've always been trying to recall, like, being in a womb, hmm. or just like incubating in like the the process of beginning, hmm. and I was curious because I was did like I just I'm just a freaking scientist in my mind, and just I do all kinds of shit. But just the relationship I have with my mom, she's very open and she tell me th- tells me things. And me analyzing myself, like I asked her, <coughs> how was she when she was pregnant with me? Like what was going on, like you know, living conditions and everything. Mm. And she had told me that she was in and out of different places. Like she didn't, she wasn't really stable at that time. She wasn't really fucking with my dad. My dad was a Rolling Stone, and all right now she right, <laughs> but she was. My mama was very determined. She's always been an independent spirit, and she always was to get up and go. Mm. Like she had to get up and go. She left her mom's house like super early. I think when she was, like, 19 or something, she left and got on her own and did her own thing. Um, I think before then, maybe. But um, she was basically on the road. She was doing a lot of shit. Unstable, but still doing her thing. And it kind of, like, summed up me for the most part of, like, Mm -hmm. a lot of my life. I was always different places in and out. Like, I was never in one place too long. And whenever shit got bad or crazy, Mm -hmm. I just felt like I had to just move. I believe I can do something. right? And it's interesting now because I kind of feel that way, but I don't in the same sense. I feel like foundation is extremely important to me now. And I feel like I've been running away too much and not facing myself. I feel like that was just a temporary escape. But I never really got to the root of what caused me to get run away in the first place. And coming to Houston... It's been the first time I actually wanted to stay somewhere I didn't necessarily want to be. Uh Like, I really hated Houston when I first got here. I was in this major deep-ass depression, and I did not want to face a lot of shit, but at the same time wanted to face it because I still made the decision to stay here. It mm-hmm. was like something told me I had to stay here. The depression wasn't just shit. because of like Stephen's death; it was also deep rooted stuff that you're going through at the time, right? right. Stuff Everything. It was a, a yes, but that was like the pinnacle. That was like the tip of the iceberg that just said, "Like, listen, you got to sort through of your shit. Mm-hmm. You can't keep running away from yourself." Mm-hmm. You see, from experiences, even from my brother killing himself, I feel like that was like a version of me saying, "Look, bitch." Mm-hmm. You ain't got that much physical time, and you either gonna face your shit and enjoy this reality, or you gonna take this way out. What you gonna do? And it, was it just true. was like a slap in the face, mm-hmm. and also like a kiss on the face too, mm-hmm. because it's like, look, it takes wisdom to feel that both. Like right, that it's it's not right, just your right, and to not just feel attacked and downhearted by like what you perceive as your failures or your lack of growth, like, right. That's a major thing, and I feel like that, like those Ta-da! years coming up, those you. Oh, you had that. I'm like, why your tongue is green? But um, mm-hmm. like 2018 and 19, that was me beating myself up and not really giving myself that much love. But going into huh. like end of 2019 or 2020, I felt like I need to give myself a lot more props because I have accomplished a lot since then. Like, like, it's been a lot of shit that we went through and been through, and we finally got to a space it through it. where we can call our own, even though it's not exactly where we want it to be. It's it's getting there, and we're making steps in progress. And that was just all leading up to me wanting to ask, hmm. what made you want to become a doula? Oh, The crossroads of life, honestly, Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of at a place where I didn't know my next move. I was Mm -hmm. second guessing what for so long had been like this definite career as some type of doctor. And Mm -hmm. I looked at it and I said, like, I want to care for people more deeply. Mm -hmm. And I also had a bit of fear (laughs) about like my ability to achieve on that level. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know if I can be a doctor, but I know I can love people. And, like, to yeah. me, that should matter more. Yeah. But then the system was like, mm, but it technically dead man. So, uh, <laughs> so you. you know, that's another one of those reality things. And yeah. I had to take a step back. The um, word doula fell in my lap. I did some mm. research and I said, wow, that's. That's real, that's nurturing, that's care, and that's medicine adjacent, and I want to try. Mm -hmm. Um, So it went from there. I became certified. I reached out to a doula in and really got to see that side of things, engaged in an internship with her. She was wonderful. Um, highly trained, highly experienced, um, and I fell in love. I fell in love with the person it made me. I fell in love with the confidence it gave me. Um, so it gave you confidence. It did. Tell it, me more about that. Like it. Um. In what ways? I have always been a bit of a nurturer um, mm-hmm. and a mother, motherer. <laughs> it's a word today. <laughs> it might be. Um, and that came out as a kid in, like, babysitting and childcare and mm-hmm. then, like, in my first job at an animal hospital, um, uh-huh. volunteering in hospitals, that kind of stuff. Um, But being a doula was a whole different side of that, and it was caring for, at times, women who were further along in life than me, women mm. who were older than me, um, women who I was looking up to, and they mm. were coming to me in their moments of vulnerability, and I mm. saw that I had something pure and necessary to give and it made me not see myself as a failure but understand that like the failures that I had led me to that discovery. Obviously where that confidence. And I just felt more proud of myself for being able to step into that role and to to guide women through like what could they consider very tumultuous time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It felt powerful, special. Yeah, because like you feel like they're giving you their trust and their entire responsibility, their life, and saying, you know, it's like person to person. Appreciate you for being here for me in this moment that I deep, deeply needed. Right. Yeah, and I would say you can't really have a good dual relationship without trust, and really, you shouldn't have any relationship that's medically, yes, yeah, or oh, anything medically related. Let's be real, that doesn't come from some basic level of trust. Like, right. You need to understand that your consent will be valued, you need to understand that like your desires and, and your perception and your code matters, you know, like, there needs to be an understanding that like your decisions will be held to, that you can trust them to you the highest <laughs> level of care and all of those things, and so... Being a doula is a little bit higher level. That you share a little bit more emotional and spiritual things outside of like just the medical side of it. But I think it all should start there, right? I feel like that's important. Like that's bringing another topic up. Like that's what kind of threw me off to the whole idea of giving birth in a hospital Mm -hmm. because I've actually seen birth before. Like I cried. Like that shit is powerful. Mm -hmm. That shit is something I've never... Can you describe it? Ooh. Can you put words to it? This is often it... something people ask me and I ha- I still have a hard time. Right. Like, I'm trying... Damn. It... I have to figure that out. I know that the feeling is super intense. Mm. It's like... It's like... Damn. It's like How do you express that? It's like something is ex- coming out of your body that's three times the, 17 times the size of shit. Mm-hmm. No, it's, but it's more than that. It's oh my God. because I couldn't contain those tears. Uh huh. It was like miracle It was like almost like surreal. Mm. It was like really a being is coming out. Literally, I'm seeing a body come out of her vagina. Mm-hmm. Wait, a whole issue? body. Like, how is this even possible? And it was like it brought me happiness because it's like that's that that's me. Mm. It felt reflective because I mean I am oh, a woman too. Yeah. That could be me. Yeah. That will be me in the future. Mm. And that's how like, I got here, if nothing else. You right. Know? So it gave me much a lot more respect for women in mm. that moment too, if I didn't have it before. <laughs> and it just it made me realize too, also that I didn't like the whole hospital thing, but I appreciate being there to see that and be a help for her to be a supportive system Mm. and also see the dynamic of others in that room because her boyfriend was there too with a baby's father. And mm. a lot of men in the birthing, like just in that arena, they seem helpless. They seem disconnected because they're like, what can I really do? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm not a woman. I don't know how this feels. I would never know how this feels because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know my role. Mm-hmm. I don't know my place in this environment. And he, I can tell that in his yeah. being. He just seemed like misplaced. Insecure. But he wanted to be there deep down, but he didn't know how. Yeah, And it was insecurity. It was a lot of insecurity. But like, And her mom was there too, so it was three of us. Yeah. And um, here's the thing that's always scared me about that person. The thing that terrifies me, it makes me only think of it like that is oh, she was throwing up too. Yeah, high school, yeah. And she was pissing when they had a catheter. Okay. So they had that going on, and um, a lot of people shit through it because you using the same muscles as when you shit to push out. So a lot of people often shit, and a lot of times a baby shit when it come out. But she was—it was crazy because she was giving birth throwing up. Boy, yeah, boy, it just was like crazy, and I felt a lot of that was due to. I feel like a lot of that could have been alleviated if she had her home birth or just had a midwife mm-hmm. or just somebody more connected because it was like, okay, look, you're about to push, you're about to deliver this baby. It was more of like robotic in a sense, uh, and it was not no like it was different doctors like coming in and out, checking on her, nobody really liked to support her in a way she needed. I was young as fuck at that time. She gave birth when I was in high school. Hmm. So we was like in 11th grade or something like that. Wow. So I was like 17. or Yeah, I had to be like 17 or something like that. Wow, you were so, great. Right, very. And I was like, I was grateful and and appreciative that she asked me to be there yeah. in that moment. Because that was a, a very intimate moment. I watched oh, her give yeah. birth. that's a different level of intimacy such a different level and I don't I don't um, I can't shit on that I respect Mm. that I have so much I knew that was going to happen I tried to prevent it I knew it was going to happen Y'all, Luna just jumped off of the stand and every fucking time. knocked that's over like some things. So it's huge <laughs> that. Right. We have to. It. That's what they got that from. Because that's what they got that from. They yeah, had Honestly. Where's the other? <laughs> okay. It's right there. But, um. yeah, that's a very intimate, vulnerable moment. And I feel like that also piqued my interest without me really realizing it. hmm. And later on, that just helped to add more fuel to why I wanted to become and get into being a doula and also being pregnant mm-hmm. because um, I had no support, mm-hmm. no emotional support. Yeah. I lived with my mom at that time I was pregnant, but we were not on good terms. She had a man and it was just like, I. she made it seem like I betrayed her. Hmm. Although when I first told her I was pregnant, me and her both felt happiness. The initial, I know deep down she wanted to be there, but she had a lot of pride and ego in those moments because of the surrounding circumstances. Mm. But I needed her to be unconditional in those moments and be oh, my mom God. and support me. But I, I, um, I forgive her for that, and I know that it was a lot of shit going on. Like it was, even though that shouldn't still be an excuse. But I had to move forward and forgive her in order for me to be better, mm. to heal from that. Yeah. But that was something major for me because I didn't know what the fuck. It's a major, it's very spiritual. It's a very, and that's why I contested it for and that's why I really want to be coming through. Mm. Because it's such a spiritual process. It's a spiritual, physical, and mental. It is like it's a preparation. It's a preparation. Yes. Like you preparing for this shit. Yes. And you don't understand how much your body goes through these changes, especially first time around. So you try to fight it. You're like, what the what is going on? Like, my body was going against me. I was super sick. I threw up every day. I could not do nails because that shit was oh Everything was just disgusting, and I needed so much meat. I needed. I guess I really just needed protein, mm. but I really didn't. I was younger. I didn't really know, and I felt alone. So that was, yeah. Because my iron was very low. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always had low iron. So that's another thing where I'm just really trying to prepare myself for that, and I want to become a doula before I actually have a baby. So I can be a lot more prepared moving forward. But um, this conversation is very scary to me. I'm like very terrified. And you know what? I feel I'm like saying. your story is very, I don't want to say typical because like, that's another <laughs> thing. There's so much fear around birth and pregnancy in and of itself it that it makes it difficult for women to step into it with any sense I feel of, like, like you would do beautiful things. Oh, yeah. Girl. I would definitely. Oh, I yeah. feel like I can be a great beauty. you would be a wonderful workout mom. Yes yes wonderful yeah and her you strength and endurance her body i feel like she would be able to really carry that baby and not have that baby carry when her. you say strength and endurance i'm just thinking you're trying to give me a little pain. <laughs> and it's like the, I, I know i'm strong and i see more my than just i don't like pain, pain. It, it seems i get that but you can tolerate it tolerating. it's so disconnected the metal the the tools the the way they treat you well we're not doing hospital, that baby Huh? I don't want that. I know we don't want that, but that, that's one of the things that I've always terrified me now thinking in the doula setting it is kind of soothing, but it's also very worse than the pain that I will endure. You know, it it's like yeah, especially yeah. going on a more healthy route. I mean, it like, no that so. and that's the truth of it. You know, that's the truth of birth. And like ooh, I think as a doula, my job is to help you step into that with a sense of confidence and yeah. with your plan. You're right, in yeah. this preparation, pregnancy. Yeah. There is preparation that you do before pregnancy. If you know you're working on. It. <coughs> there is preparation. Pregnancy in and of itself is preparation for labor. After labor, there's a the whole preparation of becoming a parent, going back to work, and, yeah. and creating some type of schedule and living sure, conditions yeah. and arrangement and family style that you want to work with. Like there's all these levels, and so my job is to your coach do that and Mm -hmm. hold your hand and help you to be confident as you move into those and help you to understand your options within them. Um and like yeah sometimes that means like busting it down and being like look all this screaming and hollering is not helping you is sending you to a place of like suffering and anxiety and we're not trying to go there. Mm -hmm. Can we channel this back into something progressive? Do we need to work with the hospital birth like and those are things that You should have the option to choose, um, and you should have the availability of the information and um, Mm -hmm. the support if you want to do any of those. Yeah, like whatever you choose, you should not feel like, oh, if I go to the hospital, I'm gonna be stuck, or if I do a home birth, like nobody's gonna accept it. It's not like there are several states where it's not legal. True. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, like, you shouldn't have to be pigeonholed to either one of those decisions or any of the varied options that we have out there—the birth centers, the no, yeah, the collectives, the So oh, all tech collectives, yeah, they are that made me think about a quality oh, sure. life. People, so how often do you get hospital births versus home births? Um, I actually, my internship was with a woman who did a vast number of hospital births, and because mm-hmm. of that, I got more integrated into the hospital system. Um, so most of my births have been hospital births, um, so okay. majority of Majority of them, yeah, I'd say good eighty mm-hmm. percent, um, if not more. Probably How many verbs have you Eight ate or helped? About fifty, a little 50. bit under that, yeah, forty-seven-ish, mm-hmm. like something like that. At this point, mm-hmm. um, it's I appreciate hospital verbs for the efficiency, for the safety. Okay, um, I give it that. I give it that. And I have also worked with a large number of high-risk moms, moms uh, who are older in age. Um, so what makes you high-risk? <laughs> that's a certain age. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, that's a, get a controversial topic, you know. Yeah. Um, right now, the medical system mm-hmm. says that if you're 35 or older, um, if you have a history mm-hmm. of diabetes or blood pressure, um, you know, mm-hmm. chronic illnesses in general, particularly heart, lungs, cancer. Um, what else? Uh, even moms with certain gynecological issues such as like fibroids or ovarian cysts or polycystic ovarian syndrome, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so there are a number of reasons why you could be considered high risk. Um, in vitro moms are considered high risk. Um, and I'm saying moms, but like with like real parents. Because uh, yeah. it ain't gender specific and it shouldn't be. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Bless you for that recognition. Um, mm-hmm. but you know there are a number of reasons, and so <coughs> there is a a level of skill with the hospital birth that sometimes those individuals require, and they should have mm-hmm. that. But within that, you can't take away the spirituality, emotion, depth, yeah. and birth. It has to um, be some kind of integration. And I it. do like being that integration. I do mm-hmm. like being able to bring that into the situation. Um, and I love being able to give moms voices because in the hospital, sometimes it seems like their voices disappear. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and so it feels I mean, they have really so much special. going on. Mm-hmm. It feels very special in those moments <laughs> to make sure that they have their options, they have their they have the moment to really decide and give consent. Yeah. Consent is key. Yeah, key. That's consent. I mean. um, so how have your home births been you? Did you ever have somebody who was high risk at home, and they went smooth for or down south? They have to the hospital? Um, I have not had any bad experiences with home births. Um, there was a home birth that I was almost attended, but that ended in a um, transfer to hospital. Mm. Um, but I have not had any bad experiences with births. Most of them have been younger, low-risk moms. Um, they are always a different level of comfort. Mm. Um, Which one do you prefer? Oh. Well, I, I look at the experiences very differently. Like, to me, providing mm. a different level of care. Um, because in hospital works, and I shout out to some doulas online who, like, have been very vocal about this. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like this. Some, like, revelations that I've had. This has been years in the making, and there has been a lot of work, especially with Black doulas on this, um, experience, but sometimes in the hospital, I feel like I'm acting as a bouncer. Like, I'm keeping control of the room. I'm keeping control of the environment. I'm making sure uh-huh. nobody's, like, pulling the wool over on anybody's eyes. I'm making sure that, like, services that are asked for are given, and are given to the highest quality. Like, I mean, you know, maternal mortality rates are so out the wide. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> there's a level of direction as well as comfort that comes with hospital That's mm, That's a rose of roles that you're playing. Hmm. Intensity. And it's a role that isn't very vital and very for that experience whereas a home birth um there is more level of coaching and connection that is able to happen um there's a little bit more downtime there's um more of a sharing of stories mm. it definitely becomes that like sitting around the fire yeah shooting the ish like <laughs> getting so to know um and so and that's really special too, because the baby definitely enters in a different way. There's different yeah. energy. There's less of like watching out for certain and lights and, and metal all around. It. I find that the dad is often able to get a little bit more involved in home yeah. as well. Um, I love <coughs> when there are kids who can get involved in home births. There's more family that can come. There's and people are just generally more relaxed, like because yeah, you are know, at home it's this yeah. comfort. When you You can get up and like go to the bathroom that smells like your shampoo, like yeah, you know, get in the same shower that you get in every day. Yeah, Yeah. it's down to animalistic instinct. As human as we are, right? And there's no greater relaxation than that, like connection to home, that grounding. Um. So home births have a different level of like spirituality that's difficult to reach in hospital births. Not impossible, right? But a little bit more difficult. See, I find it interesting to know that. We try to migrate so far from our natural being, as in like, everything has to be like, oh, we got to make sure this is bacteria free. This is like anti whatever, blah, blah, blah. When we've been given birth since the beginning of time. Hmm. And to make it seem like it has to be completely black and white, to give birth and it has to be completely sterile in all these kind of ways. When it doesn't, it fucking doesn't. It's about it can be clean, yes. You need to be clean. And you need to be comfort comfortable, but it has it doesn't have to be to this hospital grade sterile. It doesn't have to be sterile, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it's weird to see how much we have evolved to that over time and how. This is more um acceptable. Like if it's not to this level. Oh no. Hmm. Germs? Ew. Like, what the fuck? You remember George Carlin's skip with germs? He said in Yes! before they give you a lethal injection. And, and it, swab your arm with alcohol. You know what but, Right. <laughs> but it's crazy because um I don't Damn. You kinda you, you brought me there and then I went somewhere else and I kinda like forgot my track of mine, but it's my coming back. Um Hmm. oh yes like this is a little bit off topic but I'm gonna get back on topic but (laughs) like immunizations and like just like sicknesses and illnesses like we try to prevent them so much we forget that our body builds antibodies and all these things within our system cells to fight them off but if it has nothing to fight off it's not building anything so it's easier for us to like die Mm. or easiest for us to catch something and not know how to fight off and get extremely sick and ill because our body's not used to it. Because everything has to be hospital grade. You know, <laughs> that's almost—it's <laughs> so awesome. um, crazy. Thanks. It's uh, there are so many things I could say about that. Cause like I have mm-hmm. so many opinions, but um, I absolutely subscribe to like life in general. Be having some level of unpredictability. That's the word. Uh, <laughs> um, <right>. Unpregnability. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. And like chaos. Um, and so there is, I mean, obviously I'm living in modern times and I'm not going to downplay the fact that I enjoy the modernization of the world. Like I enjoy the fact that I'll probably live to I'm eighty yeah, at least, you know, like that means I don't want I'm 25 now and in most civilizations I would have been gone by now. You know, oh, yeah. like, um, particularly in childbirth. So I'm not gonna say that like medicine didn't help childbirth along and like that there are a vast number of high risk individuals who definitely benefit. Um but I I am gonna say that it's lost a lot of its connection to people, um, and it's lost a lot of like what the original meaning of healthcare was, which yes. in my opinion, or what it should have been, I guess, which is caring for people healing. Um, and there are so many forms of that and we have to continue to allow for those forms because those forms treat and are for different types of people who require different levels of engagement and it should be integrated in a healthy way like you know i'm i believe in immunizations i'm not an (laughs) anti-vaxxer but i believe in immunizations i do believe in immunizations um because I consider them to be a vestige of uh, evolution. I believe that if we've evolved to the point of like creating these high levels of science, then like we also have evolved to the point of being able to eradicate certain diseases, or stave them off, or like boost our immune systems against them. And to me. It, that is not a giant leap from what our body already does, it just speeds up the process and introduces it in a way that doesn't require us to necessarily get sick and possibly die from a disease first before we're able to develop immunity to it. Um, so understanding on that scientific level, I'm like, yeah, cool, vaccines. Um, so but but we, we gotta watch, research. we just have to watch because, like, you know it's not penicillin came from bread mold so like let's not penicillin came from bread mold yes. but um what penicillin is made from bread mold uh yeah originally the scientists who developed penicillin um discovered it through mold that had grown in his bread um and he used of the, as he, he, yeah, he used some of the properties to ultimately develop what we know to be penicillin. So like my mom is like penicillin. Mm, well, <laughs> it Makes sense. It's a natural substance technically, or at least derived from what is our bodies with its for a natural substance. Um hmm so i don't know thinking along those lines and thinking if we consider humans to be these higher beings with like a higher level of intelligence and the ability to not just perceive our world but to perceive beyond our world and innovate to the next thing and that has brought us to like these high levels of technology i think yeah like if we're going to use them to eradicate certain diseases, sure but let's not like disregard the truth of the universe and like what we consider scientific laws and the fact that like things are going to continue to develop things are going to continue to uh evolve in the same ways that we do and when we make giant leaps sometimes other things make giant leaps and catch up with us so like evolution you know we have to be very cognizant of the decisions we're making around medication, around mm-hmm. medicine uh, policy as it relates to people and groups and classes, um, the ways we're studying bacterias um, and microbes in general, um, you know, like the decisions we're making because we're not playing with, we're playing with things that are not like within our control. They are in and of themselves like living beings. And if you know, theories of evolution are to be, be believed. They are the original living beings. Yeah. Um, So that, like, ourselves were derived from. So let's not disregard their ability to make leaps and bounds. Because if they became us, then what does that mean? You mm, know? Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to get to any dystopian societies or, you know, come up with any conspiracy <laughs> theories. But... I will. (laughs) You know, I think like we've we've all seen enough Netflix. Like, come on. We all have to be aware. Doesn't that mean we have to question it to some degree? And in questioning it, I think the people with the perspective that those vaccines are a detriment to our society just believe that the advertising shuns away from the fact that they believe that possibly to make vaccines, to be immune to something, you have to be exposed to that thing. And they don't want to tell us that that's exactly what they're doing, if it is, in fact, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. what people question that's that innate oh what you know yeah it that that gets back to a general level of like medical and I don't even say medical but scientific understanding um how do we approach these situations even now like I don't, know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know if I should bring this up but uh, the whole coronavirus they like, yeah. what they changed the name to COVID-19 or whatever mm-hmm. um did it mutate, evolve? why did they change the name? Um, they just finally gave it a scientific name based off of like what they decided to catalog it as. Um, because coronavirus is very general as like a type of virus, right? Um, and also similar to the type of virus that can cause like the common everyday cold. Um, so right. i be I've thinking about that- This particular virus being like, named <coughs> for what it was, you know. I've seen that, like. I mean, I've never heard of actual coronavirus. I just heard of, you know, flu like systems or virus or whatever like that. But it's on labels with disinfectants. Mm -hmm. And it's saying like the remnants basically from the coronavirus Mm -hmm. to to help get rid of flu like whatever Mm -hmm. to that. And it's slash like Hong Kong. So like that was just crazy to see that it's always been in her face. But we just. You know, it's different. So, like... And that's what I'm saying. Like, while we're out here making vaccines and, like, you know, trying to do... They don't have vaccines do. there, huh? No, not yet. But, like, while we're out so here... So that's For, why for I mean, other things, it doesn't mean that, like, evolution stops for the diseases that we fought. Like, you know, we want to hand clap measles or whatever, but... You know what? No, that's crazy. Because my whole life... Is, like, my mom stopped... Got virus or COVID-19 or whatever it is. Whatever right. It is. Mm. You know... Killing people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dang, we yeah. need a cure for that. If we can find it, you know, vaccine for that one. Yeah, oh, but that's gosh. also a testament how fucking facts evolve and how things change over time. Something that may have been right and wrong mm-hmm. at this period is not the same now, like mm-hmm. 10 years later. Because at one point in time, like I was totally against vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Like my mama stopped letting us get vaccinated. It was some other reasoning behind it, but like doing more research on my, I feel like I accepted that blindly though, because it just seemed right because of where I was going, like being a part of the cult in this religion, sacrif some shit, whatever. We get to another topic on that, but um, they were against stuff like that. They wanted stuff to be organic. They wanted us to have it was just all kinds of stuff, and I just thought that vaccinations were bad. Mm -hmm. I thought that it was um. I don't know. I just thought they were fucking bad. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like thoroughly do all my research behind it, but it's making sense now thinking about it like immunization, like it's actually put in you or a strand or something similar to what it is so your body can fight it off quicker mm-hmm. or get used to whatever that could yeah. potentially be. Because that's how our immune system work. We have to be right. introduced to a certain thing and then our body takes it in. Have an inflammatory response. It's gonna cause whatever it's gonna cause, and then we say, okay, we know how to fight it now. Like we catalog it, we add it to our you know B cells, c cells. Y'all double check my <laughs> my science. It's been a minute, um, okay. but and then that lets our body know C-cells. like these are things that we've experienced. This is how we fight it off, and like the next thing, next time you see it, you can trigger this response without having to go through as much of the process of getting sick. And so like immunizations mean, kind of speed that up that's why sometimes you get the flu shot and then you get like a little achy or like a yeah. little sniffly for like a yeah. day or two afterwards yeah that's interesting it also made me think of something that's totally like so on the top of your head like herpes when you first get your initial mm. outbreak how bad it fucking is and then yeah like, it's never that fucking bad yeah because your body's still now it's in your system absolutely and you get it you feel it and like your response it's to it is different. Your body is more prepared to respond. Right. That's fucking crazy. But um, another, okay, so how do you feel about your, um? what do you like to call the people that you are duplicates for? Like clients. You know, so clients. Do you like that term? I feel like you're so fucking I'm, extra. I want to name them something else. Because clients are so professional. Like, outside of when I'm talking to them, I usually refer to them as clients. Um, and if they're, they're to them, I usually refer to them by their name. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. Whatever they go by. So, um, like, what about when they want? Do most of your clients want epidurals, or how do you feel about that? I would say about thirty or forty percent of them want epidurals. Oh, so there's a high percentage that don't want mm-hmm. them, and they don't get them either. How have your first been without versus with? Oof. I would say a good 50%. I would say 50-50, probably. Mm. That's a pretty high percentage. I was really expecting a bunch of people to be like, nope, help me up. I want that mm. shit. I'm not going to do it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm so curious. Like, because I'm super fucking terrified of the pain as well. But I don't think I'm as terrified as she is. Because I at least had a little experience with it, if any, period. But I just remember getting birth control. I'm going to have nightmares tonight after this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to Just don't get on any of my Instagrams or
1: Twitter. I'm going to send your Instagram.
0: Oh, I got some live births. Oh, oh, oh home page. Oh, my God. Yes. When my feed is just like, families living their best lives. Jewel is doing it up. Midwives creating. That is beautiful. Creating all over the world yes. literally australia iceland mm-hmm. the uk nurses in the uk shout out to y'all shout out. Like, have you ever had somebody ask you to be a doula for them um, outside of Houston? yes uh last august i went back to my hometown of new orleans yes to be be a, yeah to be a doula for uh, a friend of mine or a friend of my sister's really uh-huh. um, how yeah. long did she stay there Oh, about a week. I stayed here for about a week. So you you was a due for birth, mm-hmm. like as soon as she's about to deliver, like she was mm-hmm. due soon, and you helped yo, that. That was pretty quick, though. Well, we had Did kind you, of you like a long before? yeah, we had kind of like a long distance like check in. guys, this yeah, video call. How was that? Calls, Can you whatever? see a future of that for you? Absolutely, absolutely. Because I want to travel more for sure, mm-hmm. um, and I have so many friends who. um I've moved all over. Like I have friends <coughs> in Philly, friends in Chicago, friends on the West Coast. Like, what about outside the country? Yeah, I have a lot of friends who have connections outside of the country, even though they might not necessarily live there. Yeah. Like even my sister, she studied, she worked in the study abroad program um, at Prairie View, like uh-huh. in their study abroad department. So she has all types of connections all over the US and all over the world. And like, I definitely want to. I want to engage in a study of tribal midwifery. I want to learn mm. um, I want to learn the ways of my people. Yeah. Um, I want to re-engage with birth from a very ancient and indigenous um, approach, I guess. Very um, <laughs> spiritual. That so uh, to me that requires me to travel. Um and ultimately I think <coughs> I wanna have Y'all excuse me. <laughs> <Dying>. <laughs> what? It's the coronavirus. Mm, let me stop this. Right. You know, right. Well, yeah. you know, I was droning on anyway, but you know, that's my go, I just wanna continue to to learn and grow and like be able to buy more and more services. <laughs> I wanna do like there's some things coming up with my business that I'm really interested in, kind of taking a trail down the, like, nutrition route, I guess. Um, kind of engaging in a little I bit more. Kind mm-hmm. of taking a little bit more of a um, product engagement type route with my business. So we'll see how that goes in the next couple months. And, you know, just wanted to learn more and care more and, like, build more. And who knows? Because there's so much that I want to do. There's so many mm-hmm. ways I'm gonna serve. Like, I can't. This. especially with this, because birth will always be there. Uh, mm-hmm. People will always be given birth. If they don't, then bye, yeah. we extinct. So, <laughs> so it's for you and all the versions of you that will come out to you and you the early year now, so right. that's why you do As more. Yeah. So it's like it continues. Right, always. So we have to wrap this up a bit, but uh, before. Um, how can somebody reach you if they wanted to become a doula? Mm. And also if somebody wanted more information, like how mm. can somebody best reach you? Oh, best way to reach me is probably on Instagram or Twitter right now. Um and then of course through those you will find my website and that's like HTX or do or Gina underscore HTX, you know. Um Look me up. Reach out to me. DM me. Um, what about emails? You take Oh yeah, jewelry at Gmail. Definitely. at mm-hmm. Gmail. Uh, very simple. Very easy. Uh, to remember. Let me know what you need. Let me know what your community needs. Mm-hmm. I am super excited about doing more childbirth classes. I think education is key. Mm-hmm. Key. Key. It is. Um, and it sometimes is. I feel like there's only one of me, and although there's some wonderful people in Houston and then like the surrounding areas. I feel like we can never reach enough people, and sometimes we can't reach the people that need it the most. So um, I am interested in if people have community spaces, maybe doing some, like, open childbirth classes for people in community. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm interested in doing some, like, pregnancy and breastfeeding nutrition-type classes. Now, are you thinking of doing this as a nonprofit-type way, or you want Um, to... You know, it starts the way it starts. I'm really trying to like yeah. disseminate information. Um yeah. particularly to our communities. Yeah. <laughs> um and then from there I'm trusting in the knowledge that I have, and the knowledge of the universe to take it where it goes. I would love to monetize my life, but it don't always work out like that. And yeah. you know, I'm trying to leave with love first. And to me, that means at the very least, you need to be able to walk into a hospital and understand the questions that need to be asked. What do you need to bring, like what certain words are mm-hmm. going to mean, you know, and who am I to withhold that information? And if I have it, let me give it. So, you know, I'm. Responsibility. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So, I'm, I'm working on that and definitely reach out for, for those opportunities, and yeah. Stay you. fucking tuned. Big ups for Decent. I know it's a lot to come, even with just like future. Endeavors with me and you. Like, yeah. this is a lot of stuff that I know I can learn from you. And I would love to be aware of. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. to be in a loop. I love to grow and expand mm-hmm. together individually moving forward because this yeah. is something that's necessary. I love I love what you, you do. Necessary. I love what, what we're doing. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's necessary. Very. It, I'm closing now. Yeah. It's an opportunity to hold somebody else's heart in your hands mm. and uh, mm. we don't often get to do that and birth is one of those moments that sometimes forces you to release that level of control and to truly mm-hmm. step into a vulnerability and um, it's nice to know that when oh. you do that, somebody can back. Yeah. yeah. You don't have yeah. the final say, but you will say as much positivity to make the outcome what you all want in that setting. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful know super I, beautiful. Help you remember your power. That's all I'm
1: doing. Yes, hey, reminding hey, you.
0: means the you. Hey, me. it's all hey, of you. Hey, so I'm hey, like, boy. I'm thankful. Thank you, Regina, for coming out, for being a special guest, for second guest of uh, the season. I just thank feel you. lucky to even be engaged. You know, let yeah, me step sir. into my power too. I'm over here talking. Right. all of us big ups big ups One right. of us yeah. yes it's necessary. it's necessary I love that this was on Valentine's Day even though it's a little cliche because right. oh, how many babies are getting made tonight right yeah. right right <laughs> hey that's so me. Okay. right <laughs> we will be here by the time Ooh. Yeah, by the time that comes, I should be certified, so. No, we to just saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> I see you, little baby Sagittarius. You know? Right. That's why I'm a Sag. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm that baby. Ooh. I'm that baby. Your mama had to get it on the night. Ooh. She had to get it in with the white. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys <laughs> for tuning in with us today. Y'all like, subscribe, y'all comment, let us know, send us some emails. Mm-hmm. Please hit up Miss Regina if you are curious and want to know more about doula, just being a doula and having a doula to help serve you in your time of necessity. Also medicine in general. Yes. I know some people, to know some people. Resources. It's a community out here. It really is. And Houston is big as fuck, even if you're not here. Like all over this whole world, this globe is big as fuck. And now we have a connection. Great. Right. So, it. use your connections, guys. Y'all go ahead and y'all have a beautiful week, beautiful day. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Life Day. Happy just be free, be you. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Good mm-hmm.